Well, putting late fall of 1984 aside, I don't think there's ever been a period in American history where Americans were so sure who the next president of the United States was going to be as they are right now. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle here with Steve Green and Scott Otten. This is your right angle on the uh, astonishing popularity of Vice President Kamala Harris <laughs> and 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 her uh, kind of inside story of, of what exactly you can expect from the next president, because I personally, Scott disagrees, I don't think Joe Biden's going to be here through 2022. But here we go. You know, they used to say that an unpopular vice president was uh, assassination insurance. You know, you kill the president, you end up with a guy who's worse. Uh, this seems to be a pretty advanced case of 25th, men 25th Amendment insurance. But Steve, the reports are that, that well, the actual word that's used in this uh, in this story, and I believe it was from the Washington Post, is that uh, Kamala Harris, just as a boss to work for, forget as a boss of the free world, uh, is uh, soul destroying. Um, that was that's the, what yeah, exact that's, what the, that's what they're calling the experience of of working with her. Uh, one one thing in particular um, uh, steps uh, to my attention. Um, and this is a, a direct quote from one of the articles. Uh, one formula Kamala Harris staffer put it this way. With Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul-destroying criticism and also her own lack of confidence. So you're constantly sort of prepping up a bully and not really clear why. Nothing better than, a, than an insecure bully to, to run the free world as troops are massing on the Ukrainian border. Um, Steve, I was almost going to say I don't think there's ever been an, a, a vice president more unpopular than than Harris. Although I have to say, in her defense, I'm not entirely sure that I've ever heard of a vice president who was popular. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a crap job, but not worth a bucket of warm spit. Is the uh, cleaned up version of the description of that office. Um, that's a this is a fun game to play. I I don't know if Biden's going to make it to 2024. Either. I kind of feel like he won't, which means, yes, President Harris. Um, on the other hand, to give you an idea of what kind of a scramble that would lead to, um, for whatever reason, Biden might leave office, uh, resign, ill health, 25th Amendment. If he's not going to run again in 2024, he really has to make the announcement within the next 12 to 18 months. And 18 months is really pushing it because all of those Democratic contenders looking at 2024 need at least a year to put together their money machines and their ground organization. And if he were to announce, you know, late in the game, uh, really any time after mid-2023 that he wasn't going to run again in 2024, um, he would be screwing his own party unbelievably, which <laughs> go for it, Joe. Um, that said, uh, somebody conducted a poll. I put this up on Instapunit today. I think it might have been Investors Business Daily. They polled, uh, I want to say, 1,300 registered voters. It's too early to identify the, the, the likely voters, so I'm not going to complain about that part. Overall, only 22% of them want to see Biden as the standard bearer in 2024, 37% of Democrats want Biden at the top of the ticket. 8% um, of Republicans, although I think it should be 100% of Republicans. Shoot. <laughs> what are those people thinking? But this is the part that should have Democrats uh, putting on their depends, just like Joe does. Only 8% of independents or others want to see Biden at the top of the ticket in 2024. 
independents have just left this guy. Yeah, Mr. 81 million votes can't get 8% of independents right now who say they want to see him at the top of the ticket again in 2024. So this this is really devastating news for Democrats. Um, getting back to Kamala Harris, you know, I had a debate over at uh, PJ Media with a couple of my colleagues, uh, uh, Stephen Cruiser among them, about the worst president in American history. And we had to split it into two. And we settled that the most uh, inactively bad president in American history was James Buchanan, who basically did nothing while the country descended into the Civil War. But the most proactively awful president in American history was Woodrow Wilson. Um, and the good news is we had, you know, 60 years to recover from Buchanan in the Civil War before we got stuck with Wilson and his proto-fascist arresting dissenters and all the rest. Kamala Harris is so unqualified and so unwilling to learn. And this is based, my assessment is based on what her own ex-staffers have said. She is so unqualified and so unwilling to, to, to become so that I think she would be one of the worst presidents in American history and coming on the heels of a guy who I think is one of the worst presidents in American history right now. I have to put Biden at number three behind uh, Buchanan and Wilson. We would have two of the worst presidents in American history, not 60 years apart, but not even 60 minutes apart, Bill. I like the term unqualified because that's kind of where I'm going with this. Um, and by the way, uh, Steve, you, you're, you're wrong to say that she's unqualified. She's perfectly qualified because Joe Biden on the campaign trail said that his vice president was going to be a black woman. And so she therefore <laughs> is 100 percent qualified she for the job by, by definition. I think everybody on 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 both sides of the of the aisle heard that and then realized now he can't go back on that. So he picked a person who came last in her own state primary. You'd point out she'd already withdrawn from it, but she'd withdrawn from it because she had gotten so, so she, little. She never traction made it to Iowa. Come no, the debates just destroyed her because people got to know a little bit about her and they didn't particularly like what they see. But when you say unqualified, uh, Steve, uh, Scott, rather, let me let me ask you about this. Um Here's a, a, a video that's uh, sort of, as you pointed out in the backstage show, mysteriously resurfaced as if released from the bottom of the ocean by a pocket of methane <laughs> gas. Uh, you may remember Montel Williams. This is one of the segments from something like Entertainment Tonight. And look who he's got on his arm, at least on one of his arms. Long before she met Doug Emhoff, she dated some prominent men, including in 2001, former talk show host Montel Williams. Back then, he was the famous one and had to introduce her to the paparazzi. Now, Scott, attending a, a, an event as, as, as arm candy doesn't automatically disqualify you as president. But I noticed that, uh, that um, somebody like, oh, I don't know, Condoleezza Rice uh, wasn't doing that. She was um, busy studying for, you know, hard stuff. And, and on and on and on it goes. Uh, certainly in California, uh, Vice President Harris has a reputation for having achieved her position from having um, achieved her position. And uh, and all of this together does not fill one with confidence. But of all of it, I, look, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that anybody, any American could probably be a, a president of the United States. Sure. I, I don't believe you have to have a Harvard degree or any of that stuff. But the thing that is most concerning to me is another quote that came from this article. And uh, and that is this, which also kind of has the ring of truth to it. Uh, 
Staffers who have worked for Kamala Harris say that one of her consistent problems is that she refuses to wade into briefing materials prepared by staff members, then berates employees when she appears unprepared because she wouldn't do the necessary prep work. And I don't know, Scott, I've seen her talking to the kids, you know, about the wonders of space. And we find out, oh, those were hired actors because she apparently can't talk to children about the wonders of space without without being on a script. And 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 this perpetual. I think I think what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uncontrollable laughter on her part is what people who are insecure and who know they're in over their heads do in order to defuse the situation and make the fact that their deer in the spotlight moment is actually just kind kind of a joke. Oh, I mean, unqualified. <laughs> you know, this is the kind of thing that uh, that progressives will use to paint conservatives as being um, sexist or racist or any of the other ists. Uh, but I remember thinking when it was, you know, first starting to bubble up that Hillary Clinton um, should be the the president of the United States. And in my mind, I thought, well, I'm all for allowing anybody from any sex, any race, any background uh, who meets the constitutional qualifications to become president of the United States. And in fact, I think it would be kind of cool to after all these years of nothing but men to have a female president of the United States. But it, my exact thinking at the time was, why not Condoleezza Rice? Like, can't we get somebody, you mentioned her name earlier, but like, can't we get somebody like her? I don't necessarily mean it has to be her, but can't we get somebody who has got a track record of accomplishment and specifically of being able to act with integrity in situations of pressure to be able to uh, to hire people and manage them effectively? And, and that's been the problem uh, for years and years is you only get a couple of years as president of the United States. If you're blessed, you get, you know, two terms, but that's a hard time in, in which to pull together a team of people that you can then coach and inspire to move ahead in a general direction that you favor uh, with some sort of sense of unity. And when Kamala Harris first emerged on the public stage, it was as Barack Obama singled her out and said that uh, she was probably the most attractive attorney general in the country. <laughs> um because she was probably like the only female attorney general in the country at the time. But that was not a propitious introduction to the public. And and the more she got in front of the cameras and reflected in sincerity, the more people looked at her and said no. The same way they said no to Hillary Clinton, although once she was the nominee, they were forced to vote for her. But, you know, I have close friends who are uh, liberals or Democrats who will say, you know, it's like, I did not want to vote for Hillary Clinton. I just like, because they don't like her. And Kamala Harris has not even been able to fake likability in a way that has any sort of ring of authenticity. And if you can't fake that, you can't get elected to office. So if she had to run on her own, you know, if it comes out, let's say Joe Biden says, hey, I'm not going to run again. After all, he is relatively long in the tooth. If he says he's not going to run again for uh, for reelection and Kamala Harris steps out and Joe says, you know, Kamala is the natural successor to the, uh, the, the genius uh, Biden regime. Um, I don't think she can get elected because she just can't win over the public for the same reason that Hillary Clinton was rejected by her own people. Um, the one other thing uh, that it occurs to me is that let's say the president has to step down or God forbid there's some medical issue that that keeps him from continuing to to serve his term. There will be a 
a rising of support for Vice President Harris stepping into that role that is bipartisan. Like people, there'll, there'll be a natural empathy that people have and a sympathy for the loss. And um, while most, you know, the, the kind of chattering class will continue to lambaste her and, and, and raise the alarm, a lot of Americans will say, you know what, this is a tough situation. Let's give her a chance. You know, just like people who may have found Lyndon Johnson despicable would say, okay, well, this the country's got to pull together now. We've got to, you know, back the president of the United States. So if this were to happen, there, she would enjoy a, a kind of period of mourning slash honeymoon where she had the support of the American people in general. Unfortunately, I don't think she can sustain that support based on her track record. I never thought I'd find myself openly agreeing with Barack Obama, but having looked at the previous vice presidents of the United States, I think it's fair to say she is, in fact, the most attractive vice president <laughs> that the United States of America has ever uh, fielded. Now, that's the problem, isn't it? Right. Isn't that the problem? I mean, from the from the Montel Williams video we saw, she was there because she's attractive and, and, and good looking. And that's great. We have now gotten to the uh, to the end goal of of democratic identity politics. She is the vice president of the United States because she ticked off the boxes that needed to be ticked off. She was not selected because of what she did. She was selected because of what she looked like. Probably just an offhanded remark uh, on the part of Joe Biden, offhand remark. And, and, and the next thing you know, there's the next president of the United States locked into place. Uh, speaking as a uh, as a racist misogynist, let me just say that if Condoleezza Rice were to run for president, I, I would not only support her and campaign for her, I would I would plant yard signs in hell for that woman. Um, and I would do it with a happy, cheerful expression on my face. And now we get to, again, the essence of what the problem with with um, with uh, Vice President Harris is. It's not that she's a woman. It's not that she's a woman of color. It's none of those things. It's that she doesn't know what she's doing. And worse than that, she knows it. Every single president and every single vice president has had half of the country say, this idiot doesn't know what they're doing. That just That's just part of the, the world that comes with living in a, in a democracy in a republic. This is, this is the greatest guy since sliced bread. This idiot hasn't got a clue of what they're doing. That's not what's dangerous. It's not even dangerous that I don't think she has the faintest clue of what she thinks she, of what she's doing. What terrifies me about Kamala Harris is she telegraphs the fact that she doesn't know what she's doing and she knows that she doesn't know what she's doing. You cannot have I would rather have a secure idiot than an insecure genius in this position because this is ultimately what leadership is about, is the sense that we can depend on this person, that we as a country can depend on them, and the people that don't like this country have a sense, I better not mess with this person because you never know what they're going to do. If you have a, a, a vice president who becomes president and her, and her number one problem, according to her own staffers, is her insecurity. This is a giant, well, as I said before, it's a giant kick me sign on the back of the country's uh, uh, butt. And uh, we're going to we're going to be paying for this um, for this Democratic Party uh, uh, requirements for uh, this kind of top level position. For Steve Green and Scott, I'm Bill Whittle. We'll see you next week right here on Right Angle. 